0: this is the photography brothers podcast and uh, i got two intros so if you guys want the happy intro let me know or do you want the uh the sad intro what are you guys thinking
1: happier happier sad how you feeling sad
0: you want the sad intro Just kidding. Do do the happy one. No, we are we're going sad then, Michael. Uh, I mean, it's a democracy here on the uh, guest chooses, brother. Guest chooses. Guest chooses. Okay, sad intro. Um, I'll tell you guys a little story. Uh, Yesterday, I had to uh, bury a good friend of mine.
2: Oh Oh, shit! Sorry,
0: man. Yeah, a uh, a chipmunk, a chipmunk friend of mine. Uh, There's some woods north of Bloor Street, and I like to go and hang out there in the woods. You know, it gets hectic as a photographer in the busy city, as you guys know. And uh, I go and I relax in the woods and I saw a chipmunk friend of mine out there. And uh, unfortunately he uh, had succumbed to some type of bad luck and uh, he had some like flies on his eyes and and stuff like that. So I I wasn't (sighs) gonna tolerate that. So I, uh, I dug him a little hole. And uh, put up a little gravestone there. So, uh, yeah. Cheers, cheers to uh, my chipmunk buddy, Jim the Chipmunk. All so, right, female. crazy thing. Crazy yeah.
1: thing, since you mentioned that. I was at the, these dirt jump trails about three weeks ago. And yeah. uh, my friend, shout out to Nick Smash, he ran over Chippy.
0: Oh no! Rolling into the dirt jumps. So oh, we no. to put our little oh, chipmunk no.
1: friend away too.
0: Oh, you had to bury him away too. Well <laughs> Yeah. At least, oh, uh, at least he got the burial that he deserves, right? So. Oh it's yeah. Too bad though. It's too bad. It was, ho- it was quite the way to go out. <laughs> ho- hopefully, you got some good picks of the as the jump as of uh, of the jump as well, so it wasn't in vain, right?
1: Oh, for sure.
0: But yeah, in memory of Chippy. Yeah, in memory <laughs> of Chippy. Michael, you know, and you got any uh, friends that are chipmunks, man?
2: Um, no, no. no. Uh,
0: <laughs> um, well, you have a cat, so the yeah. cat probably chases away most of the chipmunks that you could make friends with.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, Cusco is kind of like a, a chipmunk, you know, <laughs> in that he walks on his fours and has hair all over his body and that stuff yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty close pretty close but he's Mm -hmm. he's he's still cooking man we got a lot of years of cusco left so yeah fingers crossed you know yeah he's a good dude he's a good dude friend of the podcast shout out to uh (laughs) Uh, episode
2: 96 actually cusco will be he's gonna be the guest he's gonna be on on the show yeah nice well uh well
0: that's well that's all well and good um i think we uh I think we killed enough time. What are we at here? Five, five minutes or so. Probably time to uh, get into the song. I'll be honest, our uh, our least rehearsed song. Um, <laughs> literally learned this song on guitar ten minutes before hitting record on the podcast. Uh, I also shaved really fast, so I was kind of learning the song and shaving at the same time, which was which was pretty difficult. impressive Uh, we'll we'll see thanks man we'll see uh, how it goes here Uh, i think i have a good song for you guys but uh we'll find out wait to hear it see if i can remember the freaking chords here okay i think i got it you guys ready born you were gonna play some smoke on the water there oh buddy (laughs) maybe next time i don't know we we actually we haven't gotten that desperate yet (laughs) But pretty soon, I mean, <laughs> pretty soon, maybe episode 50, we'll have to resort to Smoke on the Water. But uh, here, here's a classic for, uh, for you guys. We're going to see if you, if you know this one. I want a podcast every minute, every hour, every day. got me podcasting but everything is a-okay got michael and jerry and we got broderick can't you see okay there we go (sighs) dear listeners I screwed up, oh, I screwed yeah. up my light. Uh, I screwed up the song a little bit, but uh, I did get through it, and uh, mm-hmm. I, after all, am your photographer, Jared Poirier, and I am here with uh, two other wonderful photographers. We have...
2: Michael Acosta, the growing nice. photographer. How are you guys doing? Great. Can I offer you a coffee while you're here? How are you doing? Want water? How can I help you?
0: They love coffee. I assume uh, tequila is on o- on offer as well, right?
2: Post show, post show. So.
0: It is. It is the summer, yeah. and we have uh, yeah an- another photographer who uh, probably loves tequila. I'm going to assume. Uh... <laughs> what? Why? More of a Scotch
1: guy, I'd say. But... More of a Scotch guy, but in <laughs> yeah. the
0: summer, I mean, you can't drink Scotch in the summer, can you? You
1: can drink Scotch time of the year. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, Scotch, Scotch fan, uh, what's what's your name, brother?
1: My name is Broderick Horn, and I'm a sports photographer and videographer.
0: Right on, right on. We've got uh, Broderick on the podcast today, a good friend of Michael's, and I uh, really appreciate you being here, man, and uh, sitting through that pretty crappy uh, rendition of the darkness, uh, I believe, in A Thing Called Love. Uh not the not the best yeah, song. Cool. Uh, it was okay. <laughs> Next time I'm gonna I'm gonna rehearse. It's definitely a lesson in why you should rehearse the song and not because as I was coming up, I was like, oh man, I'm gonna rock this song. I didn't even rehearse it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know what though, dude.
2: Double takes, triple takes are good, man. Good riddance, Green Day. Hey, that makes the song, man. Hey, dude. It starts I'm off the with the oh fuck.
0: That's the editing magic. Don't tell people that was the third take. That was the first take
2: oh well, okay never mind disregard everything I just said
0: I played <laughs> it perfectly the first yeah. time we're not gonna talk about it anymore we are going to talk <laughs> about uh, our, our guest Broderick mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. hit his path in photography that's what we do here on the, on the podcast uh, at least on our guest episodes um, it would be pretty weird if we just brought a guest on and did the usual BS uh, so we like to tailor our guest episodes all around the guest and uh and today we're going to be throwing some questions uh out at broderick hopefully he's ready uh for the the hail of of questions like a hail of arrows hail? Uh, if, yeah if you've ever seen the movie 300 it's going to be kind of like that uh, I
1: think- blacken out the sky with
0: them <laughs> black in the sky
1: <laughs> if that's yeah. metal enough for you Yeah, I don't know why this is the
0: metal episode, I guess, because I started with the darkness. I didn't really think of them as that metal, but I I suppose they're pretty metal, man. But in that video, he's like hugging on. Do you guys remember that video where he's hugging on a big uh, furry, like purple thing? That's how I remember it anyways. Uh Well, anyways, Maybe we'll link we'll link that video anyway down corny. below, or or I'll <laughs> edit in uh, a clip of that that video here, uh, depending on how lazy I am when when I'm editing this podcast. Uh, but <laughs> we probably probably should get into the questions here. Uh, Michael, do you do you have some questions for our guest, uh, Broderick, today Ooh. on the podcast?
2: Ooh, you want me to open it up, eh? Yeah,
0: open it up, man. Okay.
2: Okay. Um. Okay. So, I mean why don't you tell me a little bit or us i guess there's multiple people here um jared can you know he can say there's
0: like 12 to to 30 people here to maybe 50. i mean there might be 50.
2: you know what total props (laughs) to all the guys behind the scenes making the show run pulling the wires pulling the curtains back doing all the stuff that uh, uh,
0: that lets this show work. It, it's uh, okay, mostly so just me and Arrow <laughs> at this point, but thank you. <laughs> 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 um, and Adobe Premiere and Ado- <laughs> Shout out to Adobe Premiere and Audition Adobe Premier, and All yeah. those fine things. Uh,
2: my first question for you, actually, and and I think we may have talked about this before, but I'm I'm curious to know if it's changed or, um, I guess, in general, what your answer would be. What What is like a dream gig for you? Not necessarily like the client but a specific like what is something that really stands out to you that maybe you work towards or you'd love to do
1: uh i'd say anything within the action sports industry uh growing up with mountain biking freestyle mountain biking um specifically getting to do that for a living shooting mountain biking or bmx specifically for the Mm -hmm. rest of my life would be really cool uh unfortunately like there's just not necessarily enough money in that sport specifically so branching out it kind of has to happen naturally but yeah like action sports uh shooting with big companies like red bull and uh any other mm-hmm. bike brand that i really really am passionate about like that that's what i want to do and traveling of course anything with sports you're traveling a lot so traveling is always really key for me
2: when you say that um there's not enough money in it is it that they, like there aren't enough opportunities in comparison to the amount of photographers or is it like, um, like people are kind of holding their spot, um, as like that guy going and um, shooting that thing. Like what, what do, what do you mean by that?
1: Well, the type of biking that I'm mostly passionate about is slope style and BMX riding. And unfortunately okay. those are the two sectors of mountain biking that don't really make, uh, mm. that industry, a lot of money, it's more road biking, downhill, uh, more of the full suspension, like carbon fiber type bikes, where, uh, the type of stuff I like to shoot is the, like, not, not as many people do it because obviously it's pretty crazy what all of these athletes are doing. Uh, mm. so most people kind of gravitate towards something a little safer, um, like road biking or downhill downhill is still insane, but more people will do that type of riding.
0: Right. Okay. And uh yeah, why is it that um there's not uh a lot of money in it? Like is it just the the popularity of the sport? Do you think that that's kind of the reason? Like let's say hypothetically if uh if that particular uh type of biking got more popular, do you think that there might be a little bit more money in that type of photography?
1: I think yeah, it's it's a lot with it's a lot to do with the popularity, but it It's more so the amount of people that do the sport because obviously, you know, kids growing up and uh, asking their parents for money to buy themselves a bike, like more parents are going to gravitate towards giving their, uh, giving their kids something a little safer, you know, and unfortunately scooters are coming in as well. I'm sure everyone's (laughs) seen the the scooter culture booming. So more uh, I do like it because it is getting kids out, getting exercise, but at the same time, it's kind of, uh, I look at it as a cop-out for parents almost because it's taking money away from uh, BMX and mountain biking and throwing it into scooters because it might be a little bit cheaper to buy a scooter and more and more kids are getting into it. So it's becoming more and more popular because you want to do the thing that your friend's doing, right?
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely seeing some uh, similarities to the episode that we did on skateboard photography, right? Yeah. Like from the beginning, it was like when people were dropping into bowls without helmets at the very beginning, and like the boards were essentially like repurposed surfboards. And it was like, who wants to drop into the pool? Not a lot of people. <laughs> three layers there. of <laughs> cardboard. <laughs> yeah, three <laughs> layers of cardboard stapled together. Uh, yeah, not a lot of people were like jumping on that opportunity, and it was kind of like the. Um, the photographers behind it and and everybody in the culture that that kind of kept it alive or are you kind of seeing uh, a similar uh, similar sort of thing going on with like uh more more intense uh bmx and mountain biking and stuff like that
1: yeah so like it's kind of getting to a point with slope style mountain biking that it is becoming more popular uh they tried the whole x games thing like they had x games in twenty. 2013, 2014, I can't remember exactly which year it was, but that's when I'm like it was starting to get picked up a lot more. Um, BMX is actually being introduced into the Olympics uh, in the next year, I believe. So that's gonna be really big for the sport as well. Uh, hopefully see kind of like a boom as in snowboarding, how that was added into the Olympics as well. Nice, um, yeah. But yeah, I just don't see it getting to a point that other sports may be at. I really hope so obviously like hope for the best but obviously expect the worst but I I don't think putting all of your eggs in that basket is smart <laughs> just because uh, yeah it it's just not going to go up as fast as other sports in the industry.
2: When you say that uh, earlier you were saying that of course like obviously we stemmed into this conversation because you um you mentioned that you know there's maybe at the, at least in this point in time, there's, there's in the money. So you got to kind of diverse, diversify your work and mm-hmm. what you tackle on. Are you think, are you thinking, or like, I guess pursuing, um, like other types of action sports or in general, like, like more of a, a broad, uh, style, uh, type of photography in general. So like, I know you shoot some, some interesting stuff, uh, like that's like kind of like corporate video and it looks fantastic. The stuff you've been sending looks crazy good. But um, like when you see yourself like 10 years down the line of things don't change, but you start to build that reputation, do you think you start moving more so towards like, like the broader action sports or in general, just like everything?
1: Uh, I, what I've kind of concentrated on now is just sports and fitness in general. Um, Action sports is obviously where my heart is and that's where my passion is. But like I was saying earlier, like action sports, it's so all over the place and, most companies don't really have money to spend, and it, it's hard to get gigs through that because most yeah. people are willing to do that type of stuff for free, unfortunately, because um, it's a lot of like, oh, well, we can pay one guy $1,000 to do this video, or his friend can do an okay job for free because he's just looking for exposure, right? And most companies, unfortunately, are willing to do that, other than the yeah. big brands like Red Bull and like Trek bikes and stuff like that.
2: It's funny you you bring that up i think it's it's definitely um you know the the whole aspect of of free work is something that we've talked about a lot on this show yeah. um it's it's like it's almost like you can not escape it no matter what you shoot and I guess um maybe to almost like change the pace or to 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 ask something a little different now um out of curiosity, what was your first paid gig, and how did it go
0: whoa gotta think back so for a while first yeah. paid gig paid um, gig. first paid gig yeah paid gig and not in beer specifically in money <laughs> money <laughs> yes is
1: technically the first like like does getting like an item or are you specifically asking money
0: i'll let michael uh be the okay
2: judge. we we can go merch we can go merch if you okay, like, so, yeah. Let's, let's do
1: that. Okay, so the first one was Llama uh, Cycles, which was a distributor for NS bikes, and one of my good friends he he ended up riding for Llama Cycles, so he, he needed a video done, and uh, they promised me a new lens if I got that video done. So Ooh. it's it, it wasn't like an expensive like it was a three hundred dollar lens, but I was in like second year of college, so I'm like, heck yeah, living yeah. off of fifty dollars a week, so anything was anything was great at that point. And you that's did still new pretty. Fish sorry, sorry. Go ahead. And then we we actually did like a video with the fish islands called "Gone Fishing." Um, I can send that to you guys as well. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, like that. That was a fun video to do, and uh, yeah, kind of like it just gives you that extra bit of motivation to make the video that much better, right?
2: Yeah. Well, it's yeah. sweet. At least it's like it's not like a beanie that like from like some apparel store that you're not going to wear. It's like at least it's something yeah. that's practical that you can use.
1: Yeah, Yeah, but that took, like, doing however many videos for free until they were like, yeah, Yeah. we'll give you a $300 lens. (laughs) And it it was still, like, a lot for them to do that.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's pretty good because anytime that I do make money off of this stuff, uh, whether it be photography, videography, what have you, I probably... End up spending it on gear, anyways. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, that's a common issue with photographers. <laughs> yeah, the gear, the gear addiction. I do want to, uh, since we're, since we're on the topic of video, though, I kind of want to jump on this opportunity for a second. Uh, I did notice uh, that you have a YouTube channel. Uh, I subscribed to it today. I was. Setting up all of my podcast gear, trying to learn that <laughs> darkness song, you know, trying to shave, get ready. I didn't really have time to uh, to check out any of your YouTube content, but I definitely will, and uh, our listeners will, will as well. So get ready for the 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 flood of subscribers that are coming your oh, way. I once can't we, wait. Oh, dude, you, you better get you better get ready, man. Like that check from YouTube, th- that check from YouTube is going to be like, I, I don't want to say gargantuan, but you know it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be epic but that's the biggest word you could have chosen sorry (laughs) but what's that
1: my socks will be off (laughs) (laughs) his socks will be off
0: (laughs) don't expect to be having those socks on um (laughs) uh yeah so i was kind of wondering like um it's interesting you know michael and i both do youtube uh this podcast is going up on youtube we have years and years i don't even know i've probably made like Hundreds, at least, maybe a thousand YouTube videos at this point, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I know why I do it, but uh, wh- why? Do, why do you do YouTube, man? Like, wh- what's the, what's your kind of rationale behind uh, putting out YouTube videos and and putting the work into that kind of stuff? I guess it is a working for free thing in a way, so it kind of links back, yeah. right? <laughs> right now, anyway. <laughs> yeah, for an, um, I mean, so- until our until our uh, listeners uh, flood flood the comments,
1: so. The big reason that I do it and, the, and it's based around a question that I ask a lot of people and it's just like, what are you good at? What do you like doing? What are you passionate about? And I basically just looked at it like I love action sports. I love shooting action sports and I love making videos. So if you put all of those things together, you get a lot of behind the scenes, um, a lot of riding videos as well, just kind of going out with friends. It could be a game of bike, which is just two riders going against each other trick by trick. Um, or it could be just a behind the scenes of me shooting some photos myself and kind of teaching people how to shoot photos of specifically um, sports and action sports. So I just kind of have fun with it. I, I don't post too, too much, but uh, I try to do a video every once in a while just to kind of keep things fresh. Um, That's and okay. also I look at it as something to keep the practice going. So the more videos you do, the, the better you'll be.
0: Yeah, so. for sure. Very, very similar to uh, to my situation, to be honest. Like, it's not that, you know, we've talked about this a lot before. It's not that I've, like, made money directly off of YouTube and that I've, I get mad checks from YouTube. Um, I've definitely made money from YouTube. Like, that is, without a doubt, people have, like, seen my portfolio on YouTube or seen the videos mm-hmm. that I make about a, you know, particular subject. Like, a lot of the time it's about, you know, their particular industry or something like that especially the the videos I make around real estate and I get work like that but honestly the the reason why I do it it's like at the end of the day I feel like unfulfilled if I don't do it and I like I still there's like three videos right now that I want to make that I like haven't had the time I like get my taxes finalized and all this shit right (laughs) and get get vaccinated and stuff there's always some other thing to do but I actually feel like like I don't know. It's almost like uh, like eating or something. Like I need to to make those videos. You know,
1: mm-hmm. I was like that with biking for so many yeah. years. I've been riding for about thirteen, fourteen years now, yeah. and literally every day, I, if I didn't ride, it would be like the weirdest day ever. Or if I didn't shoot riding, it's like something had to be done in that area. So definitely know yeah. <laughs> <got> that feeling. <laughs> totally it's like agree, an man. itch.
2: <laughs> totally agree. As uh, as you start making more YouTube, becoming submerged within this space and and consuming more content alongside that, like what what kind of content are you finding that you know you might want to start queuing up like down the line? Something you want to tackle or try out um, in the video space?
0: Well,
1: I mean, you guys have given me the idea of doing a podcast now, not to. <laughs> Not to take over or anything, but <laughs> um, no, I think I think just conversations more with other people in my field would would be really cool. Um, obviously, you guys know it's like it, it's tough not being able to get into a room together. Um, mm-hmm. Like obviously, you guys have been doing it for a little while already, so it's like now you've just kind of transitioned over to Zoom calls, which is really cool. But uh, I think I, I think I just want to give it some time until I can actually sit down with some people and like really have that one-on-one conversation with them but uh yeah i think i think more behind the scenes i think more behind the scenes is what i want to get into uh definitely need a second camera for that so i'm working on mm-hmm. that um, <laughs> that's probably the toughest part of doing behind the scenes is also getting someone to film it for you or yep. having a setup proper for it so
0: yeah, that's you're, been the struggle you're focused that. on like making the shoot itself good and to yeah. think about <laughs> something else is yeah it's crazy
1: you know people aren't always the most reliable so (laughs) i I always hope that they are but it doesn't always turn out that way
0: behind the scenes content is dope though i I do need to Mm -hmm. uh make some more of that stuff and sometimes i do feel like an idiot when i'm like man this is such a cool shoot that we could be like documenting Mm -hmm. and like showing all the different bullshit we're doing and we should be but (laughs) sometimes it's just like i got enough i got enough going on you know
1: yeah exactly
0: But yeah, man, I I would love to see some of that stuff. And uh, I'm I'm definitely going to uh, check out your channel a little bit uh, more here. Uh, Yeah, I would be remiss if I didn't get this question in. Uh, We've talked quite a bit about your videography work. Uh, I want to get back on the topic of photography uh since this after all is a photography podcast uh i was checking out a little bit of your work today broderick on uh, instagram there and uh some really impressive stuff man honestly some really some really creative uh work and one thing that was really standing out to me is just like your perspective and like the, the interesting uh, framing and like interesting angles that you use. Uh, I'm right. gonna throw up one particular example right here. Um, I'll pull it from your Instagram. Maybe you'll send me a high resolution version of it so I can put it up right here. Anyways, <laughs> um, but it's a photo where you're shooting someone who's at like uh, one of those, um, you can tell it's been a while since I've been to the gym. <laughs> those I don't know workout <laughs> workout bikes uh, whatever it's called not my oh, fault too uh, yeah, I would love spin to bike? I would love to go to the gym it's just more of a you spin know, bike yeah yeah, more of a corona thing um, but you've got someone there on the spin bike and you're shooting it uh, like I think there's maybe a mirror and you're shooting it through their own arm or you're shooting through someone else's arm, but I've noticed uh, mm. that thing quite a bit in your photography where, you're, where you'll create like a cool, um, like there's depth to the image and like quite a few different layers by getting yeah. in there and like creatively framing. And I'm kind of wondering like where you got that approach from? Is that something that you plan out a lot uh like are you like staying up the night before that shoot like not sleeping and being like, "Oh man, I'm going to do this cool thing?" <laughs> or is that the type of uh the type of thing that you just come up with uh on the spot kind of when you're on set and you're like, "Oh, this would be cool. Let me do this."
1: Well, other than, you know, my anxiety the night before, <laughs> sure most, most people have, but mine is never, I, never happened. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, but uh, no, like y- you can only plan stuff out so much. Like I try to uh, do any sort of storyboard that I can, but uh, like for, I think I know exactly which shot you're talking about too. Um, that shot, I kind of, I actually placed someone there because I was during COVID when we couldn't have anyone in the spin class itself, so it's just kinda of mocked up. And I wanted to show uh, I wanted to show like the perspective of someone riding. So that, you know, you want to embody that feeling of like actually being there. So, you know, shooting through things. It's kinda of cool that you notice that because I, I actually try to do that a lot. Like I, I really wanna like I've kind of found my style in that sense of doing that a lot even with bike shots. Uh, but yeah, I don't think I like really got it from anywhere in particular. I just kind of started doing it randomly. I'm sure there was a bunch of photos that I've seen um, in the past that kind of inspired it, inspired yeah, it nice. quite a bit. But um, but for example, like in a bike shot, like I'll shoot behind the landing that's leading into the, the jump that I'm actually shooting to tell more of a story and uh, like using those leading lines into the next jump, for example. So it's a... Uh, uh, it's kind of funny because people like don't really notice that I do it but like you know that thing where like you don't know why the photos good, why it's but good it's like, but you know it's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> yeah totally. But uh, yeah, like I try to just do little things like that to tell the yeah, story. That's, a... that's really the main purpose of it.
0: Yeah. I think it's like I guess what I'm hearing is it's just like a getting comfortable uh, like on set or whatever you want to call it, I don't know if you can call a place with a bunch of dirt bike ramps set, but we're gonna go with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Though, you know, having that experience, being like in in, a, in situations where you're shooting and just being comfortable there, where you know mm-hmm. you're st- you're having that room to experiment, and uh, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, our last guest, Alexi, was talking a lot about that as well, like not not um, you know just being happy with the you know lowest amount of effort and just kind of being Mm -hmm. like, okay, well I'm standing this high and I'll just take a photo. Like I'm seeing it. It's like, no, that's how do we tell more of a story? How do we, you know, shoot it in a way that we feel, uh, is more expressive or showing more of a style. And, you know, like the average person, like you're saying, they might look at that and be like, Oh, that's a cool photo. I don't really know why it's cool. Um, but Mm -hmm. people, people like me and Michael who are also obsessed with things like that, you know, we, we notice stuff like that. So it's, it's for us as well. You know, we're, We're out here noticing that type of stuff. So, well, I appreciate you guys. Not for nothing, (laughs) man. I I appreciate
1: people like you that really notice those things.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I I mean that's definitely something I've noticed as well. Your your compositions are great. Uh, That uh, that foreground blur, like like Jared mentioned, it's it's so important for like adding that depth, adding that layer, like you said yourself, adding perspective. So definitely something that I think we like to encourage um, you know, beginners to start doing because it it makes your shots so creative. It's not something that everyone does, but it's something that, um, you know, with, you just kind of got to think about it, you know, you got to think to do it. And, uh, I think, you know, it's an awesome thing to do uh, on the topic of style though. Um, when you, when you think of maybe some of the photographers that, and I, I know that a lot, just talking to you in the past, a lot of um, what got you into capturing action sports was just like the, almost like the sub, the culture around it growing up and, and doing, you know, your, your writing and, and recording that. But, you know, are there, are there creatives that stand out in that space that, that really, you know, inspire you?
1: Oh, for sure. Uh, Scott surface being one of them. Uh, he's a big dude that shoots for Red Bull a lot. Uh, His images within skiing and snowboarding really inspired me a lot with uh, how I kind of look at my photos. Um, Mm -hmm. Honestly, it was mostly video. I I know it sounds weird, but uh, angles and composition in video is what helped me figure out photography, like 100%. Mm -hmm. Because every time I'm shooting a video, it's like, would this scene look good as a photo? And that's kind of the way i look at it all the time like if it's not framed like i would a photo like and then i look at photos the, like the other way around like vice versa where it's like would this be good as a video clip if they were actually jumping over this jump in motion so it's i kind of i use that a lot when i'm shooting um but yeah like uh, rupert walker he's another videographer that i that i watch a lot and his framing is just just mwah, like chef's kiss to him <laughs> but uh yeah like a lot of his stuff and there's just been a lot of photographers over the years i i, I could sit here and name them all for an hour but <laughs> um, honestly to remember them all would be insane um but yeah it's it's like the little tiny things that kind of helped me over the years like you know you copy people just a little tiny bit not not completely of course <laughs> you want to find your own style but you got to copy people a little bit to kind of a little bit get yourself right? forward
2: it's like uh, Sylvester Stallone. I'm gonna really poorly paraphrase this, but when so- Stallone won his uh, his Golden Globe for uh, for Creed, he said, "We're a culmination of every person we've ever met." And I, I think that applies the same way to photography. You learn something through McKinnon, through How, through your friends at the meetup, whatever, and all those things together. Some things stay, and, and you know you you apply them more than others, and your style is it's always going to be a a, a broad like combination of everything that you've ever consumed right
0: Exactly. So I mean, Michael, Michael yeah. couldn't even tell you guys like how much he's learned just by, you know, shooting with me and, the, <laughs> the, he those, and Jared those, have never
2: those... shot uh, before, actually. Uh, we, we have recorded uh podcast together. We've, in this, we've in recorded a podcast together. A podcast. No, but like yeah. Michael,
1: like I'm always seeing him <laughs> posting in a story on Instagram, like he's always posting other people's work. And like, obviously, like just by doing that, I can tell that you're looking at what other people are doing and taking inspiration from from their photos as well so that's really
0: cool that you do that yeah to to be honest i've ripped off michael a bunch of times too i'll have to uh, be honest, but... <laughs> no, i probably I'm have at honored. Some point too, i'm sure <laughs> wait, wait till you guys see i'm actually going to uh grow grow my hair out and uh pull it back into uh, a ponytail we are th- we already well, kind of working on it we already look the same dude this right? guy's flow
2: this guy's flow yeah. game is unreal you <laughs> oh, see this
0: look at this whoa Jeez. i told you i need a haircut yeah. That's, Maybe that it's is a Maybelline. Dude, my that is goodness, a dude who is committed to uh, to action sports right there, man? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, going. More going. Uh, like nothing's open in Ontario. <laughs> exactly, man. Well, you know, if you want to roll through, I'll give you a little haircut. I can't, I can't uh, say that it would be good, but uh, you know, you can vlog it, and uh, yeah, that'd be a fun video. My I, this guy totally effed up my hair. Upload that as long as it's a mullet.
2: <laughs> I think J- I think Jared specializes in the buzz cut specifically. Hey,
1: dude, yeah. I'm from Timmins. I'm from, Tim side,
2: I'm from me, you, I can do the racing stripes it. on the side. And I'm good. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, make it look like you're going even faster on your bike. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I need
0: some pit vipers as well, and then we'll be set. <laughs> yeah, <nice. laughs> I- I've I've got another uh, question for you, Broderick, if I may, um, just to link back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier on the podcast. Uh, something that kind of stuck with me. You were talking about how dangerous uh, this type of photography is, or the type I guess the type of. Uh, the, the sport itself is dangerous. And I'm kind of imagining that, um, <laughs> that the photography is dangerous too, but also I, I'm guessing, uh, that you do some of the bike riding yourself. Um, so I'm wondering if you have ever been injured, either shooting or participating in uh mountain biking, BMX, that type of stuff.
1: Um, so I'll talk about riding first, I guess then, yeah. Uh, So I I started riding when I was 12, and I'm 27 this year, so it's been quite a few years of that. So you can only imagine how many many injuries I've had in that many years, (laughs) but uh, yeah, like notable ones is broke my foot three times in one year, Uh, dislocated my shoulder, like my shoulder was down here in my ribs, basically. Cool. my arm was stuck like this for three hours <laughs> um oh, shit. and uh i think yeah and i had a big face plant where i like tore basically the whole oh. side of my face off wow and put my wow. tooth almost right through my lip i still have scars here it sucks because really? it looks like acne scars but it's like actually scars from from a crash um but yeah like broken hand broken wrists all the all the classics uh, sprains i find are the worst because those just take forever to heal. Uh, most recent one we were talking about earlier before we started, I tore my rotator cuff. This was only like three weeks ago, so it's still happening. So a little,
0: um, a little slower setting up the camera gear today.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael's notice? Michael's
0: actually got an injured ankle right now, so I'm the only one podcasting uh, with no injuries. You guys I <laughs> <laughs> uh, really chalking um, through this.
1: Yeah, and but the funny thing is, I've never actually been injured shooting, um, nor have I broken a piece of equipment shooting, which is really oh, wow. rare. Because a lot of people in my field of work definitely have broken a lens or two. Just tail whip back end of the bike comes around, and just you got a little too close with the wide angle lens, <laughs> and <kind of> just <laughs> it right off. That's that's the horror story. But <laughs> they, gotta,
0: they need to put a little warning on those objects and lenses closer than it appears. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because you honestly can't tell sometimes. It's true with, bro. with those, like the old school shots, where you get as close as you can, and yep. people just get a little too
0: close. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Well, that's that's what I was wondering too. Looking at some of your photos, I was like, okay, some of these were uh, were were risky, bisky a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you see sure that happens. a lot with
2: like. Uh, With like, I mean, you have people like Peter McKinnon. He has caused not a very good trend where people are now using their one wheels to get like motion shots. (laughs) And (laughs) so many people are getting hurt.
0: And he just broke all the fingers in his whole uh, left hand as well, I think. Oh,
2: man. Mm Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. Hopefully, was he's crazy. healing pretty up pretty good.
0: Pretty sketchy
1: trends coming out of those channels sometimes. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah and, uh, Casey Neistat pushes it pretty far sometimes too. Where people like, we'll <laughs> yeah. try to emulate this, they are they are going to get hurt for sure. But it, it is cool though. Uh, yeah, we've talked a little bit uh, on this podcast before. Uh, I, I mentioned earlier we, we did a whole episode. One of my favorite episodes. Uh, I can't remember which number it is, but our our episode on skateboard photography uh and yeah as uh, as someone who is a pretty avid skateboarder myself I broke my collarbone skateboarding and as soon as I could got right back <laughs> to it man so I, I definitely uh I definitely hear where you're coming from on that one um there is something to it where it's like that's how I want to live like that's kind of the if I'm you know, I'm here, this is my mm-hmm. life, I'm going to do this stuff, it's extreme, it gives me a rush, uh, and, you know, you know, at least you know the risk going into it, right, like, every time that mm-hmm. I jump on like, and lots of times I don't wear a helmet or whatever and I'll bomb a hill and just be like yeah I, I, the freedom I feel doing it again we just said we probably we shouldn't be putting out bad examples but <laughs> 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 just bomb, yeah, exactly. bombing a hill man know, live bombing. your dream <laughs> yeah <laughs> it just it feels really good to to do that and yeah the the rush mm-hmm. I just feel alive when uh when I do stuff like that or when I drop into a half pipe or or anything like that. You can just get a good amount of uh, speed on the longboard and, and, uh, and cruise around in a parking garage or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It, it is a thing, right. Where you're just like, I could get hurt doing this, but uh, at the end of the day, it's worth it. And it, and it doesn't stop you. Right.
1: But that's the thing. Like I always recommend action sports to any parents that want to get their kids in, into sports. Cause the life lessons you get from action sports are like, You won't learn it anywhere else like it it literally teaches you no matter how hard you get beaten you will get up and you'll try it again because you're that passionate about it and that's all i've learned from biking is like no matter how hard or how badly i got hurt or injured i'd still be going back trying it again as soon as i'm healed up again because it's just all about that drive and like wanting to get it done And also, also talking about your like uh, the adrenaline that you get from it. Yeah. Nobody like people who haven't done it just really don't get it. (laughs) It's such an insane feeling, and there's nothing you can compare it to. We can
0: definitely we can definitely put my girlfriend on that list. (laughs) Yeah, same here. (laughs) She's always just like, "Why though? Why? You're 30 years old." Do you need to go out and risk your life on this thing? And I'm like, I don't know. It's it's a piece of wood. It's got wheels on it, and it's just calling to me. Like I just gotta yeah. hit this hill. I gotta hit it. <laughs> you just don't get it. <laughs> you don't get it. Well, she rides horses, and that's super dangerous. And so I yeah, think that's, I, yeah. I, I, that's probably I think even that more dangerous. Is. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's probably way more dangerous, man. I mean, yeah. at least with a skateboard, it never uh, decides that it's gonna buck me off, right? Like if I get if I fall off a skateboard, it's like a hundred percent my fault, right? Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> one million percent. So, yeah. Unless there was a rock on the ground, then we blame the rock. <laughs> yeah,
0: because but... you know skateboards and pebbles don't really get along that well. Oh, I thought we were talking about Dwayne the Rock Johnson, man. That guy's really uh. pounding me every time on my skateboard. He's trying to—it's a my, boulder. Get in my way, bro. <laughs> so funny.
2: One thing um, I-, I wanted to cover here i know it's something we talked on the podcast obviously it never made it out so that sucked but it was still a good chat and but i and i think it was a good thing that uh we want to talk about here as well and that is um and i really liked your answer as well when you when you think back to um you know the different styles of photography that you've you've um pursued or just tried you know enjoyed doing like going on photo walks street photography um all that stuff like what kind what what do you think state which one sorry english is actually my first language believe it or not which it's of those it's been a long day man it's been a long day <laughs> <sighs> let's try this again when you think back to street and portraits and some of the work that you've done aside from action sport what do you think you've picked up from those and have applied to you know act to action sports and, and what you love doing there
1: yeah I, th- I think i remember this question that i i, I do think i talked more so about portraits because um, okay kind of working with people uh, is always really really important when you're getting into photography because you're going to find yourself whether it's an athlete or just a corporate company and you're working with another team uh yeah. you're always going to work with people that might be really great to work with but then there's also people that are kind of difficult to work with and uh when i moved to toronto i really never shot portraits before and when you get in the street you start meeting people who are like oh we brought these people along to shoot some portraits so like oh cool like i've never done that so i kind of gave that a go and then next thing you know Mm -hmm. i'm finding myself either reaching out to like different models or they're reaching out to me to go shoot because i just kind Mm of got like onto this train of like shooting portraits for some reason It's just like um but yeah it taught me a lot to even apply that to action sports as well because uh, it's not always just about the trick that they're doing it's about capturing the culture and their personality and the images and mm-hmm. uh, and i know i know that you mentioned street photography and that's that's another big one as well and Uh, I didn't really care for it that much Uh, I definitely had my fun with it but it was more so just to meet other photographers it's a great way to just kind of meet up with groups of people and go explore the city that you live in as well and kind of just get to know other photographers go shoot whatever you want and see what you get from it and it's just practice practice practice
2: a big reason I wanted to bring it up again was because obviously early on earlier in the podcast we were talking about um how you have you know very good um you know uh, eye for, for, um, composition and, and depth. And I, I think back to, you know, like, obviously, you know, I used to shoot a lot of street as well. I'd go out with like, you know, like Ryan and those guys. And, um, I think there's something about street that is very important. And and if you can get it in other areas, that's awesome. Um, different types of photography, but I find that, like, I find that when it comes to street photography, you know, your subject is, is whatever catches your eye. And, Mm. you know, I I think there's an awareness aspect to that, that can be great for maybe event photography, you know, being aware of like all your axes and just, you know, being very present. I think there's also an aspect to it. That's like, yeah. Like, you know, perspective, like how can I photograph this thing? Is it shooting, you know, by this sign and, and that adds context to, to the subject of the image or, um, you know, how you're going to in general frame that image. And so I think, yeah, I think street is such a powerful tool. Um, for, well, it's really for cool like
1: how, you're, how you're kind of explaining it. I can compare it to when I when I wrote a lot of BMX, like we go street riding a lot. And mm-hmm. now when I pass a stair set or a handrail, it's not a handrail to me or a stair set. Like I, <laughs> it's, it's weird because like, I always think, like, people probably look at the stair set as just something to walk up. But every time I see a stair set or, like, uh, like any sort of transition that's just natural from whatever concrete, I'm like, oh, that would be fun to ride. Like, that would be, like, a cool <laughs> spot to bring my bike. And I'm always looking like, oh, there's a wall ride. There's a stair set to jump off of. <laughs> sick, Have man. you ever gotten in just...
2: trouble doing oh, that? Many. Like... Oh, many, <laughs> yeah, Of course. Right? I, I've never got... <laughs>
1: The funny thing is like, I've never gotten a fine, never gotten arrested, nothing like that. It's always just nice. the classic, what? like, you can't be here, get out. Yeah, most like,
0: most security guards are human beings at the end of the day. What you'll often yeah. get is like, you have to go, but you can finish your trick. <laughs> <laughs> nice. there, there is a funny one
1: though. Uh, There's a couple of cops that came up on bikes once. And of course, we're all a bunch of street rider, BMX riders, and we, we asked them straight up. We're like, honestly, if you were to chase us, like, would you really catch us? Like, if we were to just jump up like a three set of stairs, like, would you be screwed? And they were like, genuinely like, yeah, we wouldn't really know what to do with
0: that. Yeah, <laughs> Probably not worth the trouble, you know. No, not at all. They do so little, uh, yeah, we their, we, their, we their, uh, this has oh, really sorry, been this has really been a podcast for the kids. Uh So make sure that you ride dangerously and always run away from police. <laughs> just just be
1: nice to security that's all yeah security comes out Just say yes we we get it no no problem and if you're nice to to them
0: try to be nice to everybody i think is a a, a good takeaway (laughs) yeah exactly it'll get you further
1: than being me that's for sure yeah
0: uh well i think uh another person that we should be nice to is our listeners this has been uh about an hour of great podcast content Mm -hmm. here which is pretty close to what we do when we do these guest episodes it kind of seems like we could just keep going forever (laughs) definitely (laughs) the case Uh, i feel like we could record probably a two or three hour episode with every guest can uh, talk but to I, you guys all day. Yeah, we could, do this, <laughs> we could do this all day, especially if we go get some rum and bring that into the equation, and then it's like a whole different oh, podcast. Yeah. So, but uh, but I think we'll we'll cut it off here. We'll definitely uh, bring you back uh, for sure, Broderick. We like to have mm-hmm. re- repeat guests. Uh, we haven't uh, done it yet, so maybe you'll be our first. We'll definitely have you back on the show. Uh, maybe we'll even come out and do a, a special episode uh, from the dirt ramps there. Uh, it might be Ooh. might be cool might be a cool idea for uh, see I've got a lot of cool ideas I want to get out of my house so uh, anything to get out of the house well, and at the end Michael someone, someone does second a flip dose over us what's that uh, not Did yet Michael a, not nope. yet so
1: once Michael gets his then we should be all good to go yeah <laughs> we're
0: pretty solid after that so Michael you're the you're the only holdout better go get that second dose buddy. Like, so Come so on fresh, I've got my Band-Aid probably on still. Yeah, you see that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's going to be when sore I- later. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not
2: when I got my first it. shot, the, uh, the guy looked at my arm, and he's like, do you want a Band-Aid? He was so, like, condescending. It was, I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good, man. I'm good. I don't I need it.
1: I, I, I said I only accept Dora the Explorer Band-Aids, and he yeah. just gave me that, like, awkward look. And I was like, okay, you've been set, told this, like, a million times today.
0: Yeah. That's a pretty pretty worn-out joke, yeah, for those guys. Yeah. They've yeah. heard every Band-Aid. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, Dora the Explorer, they've heard every uh, yeah. They've heard every damn uh, band aid joke, um, but yeah, I'm yeah, gonna start. That are- one will keep me up at night. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. They, those those people got they. they People who work at the hospital, they've always experienced uh, something stranger than whatever. Uh, Something cringy every day. Yeah. Whatever (laughs) you do to them, um, it's not going to bother them, I'm sure. Uh, Yeah, we'll start rolling that outro music here, uh, seeing as it is the outro. Uh, Normally, we like to thank some people at the end of the Podcast. Uh, some people who we usually like to thank. Uh, well, first of all, I'd like to thank our guest Broderick Horn for coming on mm-hmm. the podcast today. Uh, yeah, I mean, any uh, any friend of Michael's is a friend of mine. I thought that you would be a cool podcast guest. I have to say uh, that you exceeded expectations, man. And you have uh, really, really awesome guitars, which I didn't expect as well. So thank you for uh, thank you for being here. And thank you for bringing your awesome guitars.
1: Well, maybe I'll make a song next time with my guitar.
0: Oh, dude, that Ooh. would be good because the song the song burden is a lot. Uh, it but, be, it's,
1: but it's, it's going to be metal. I hope you're ready for that. Oh, I love metal. It's not going to be acoustic. We don't, have any issue. <laughs> we don't
0: have any issues other than that, dude. Cannibal Corpse, oh, whatever it is. These metal heads string. over here. Amazing yeah, buddy. Cute. Yeah, make sure to check out me and Broderick's new metal podcast. Michael isn't metal. <laughs> <laughs> wow. two
1: metalheads and one nerd.
0: <laughs> and one guy who listens to Jack Johnson. United for a podcast. No. Oh, I know some right. Jack Johnson on. The I listen artistic. to Jack Johnson Maybe too. I'll, Shout out to yeah. Jack Johnson. Um shout out to other people who we need to thank. Uh first of all, I well I mean second of all. We already thanked Roderick. I want to thank Michael for uh for being a great co-host and a great Thanks, photographer Michael. and uh just in general a a good human being who always oh, wow. has uh the best interest of humanity at heart in everything Jeez. that he does. And uh yeah, give him the give him we'll do a round of applause. We'll do a round of applause. For oh him. my
2: god. I have not done uh, nearly enough to warrant a round of applause, but well, I'll, I'll take it today, for the ego.
0: But today you did, man. The ego gets a boost today, so. <laughs> All right. A light <laughs> round of applause that doesn't peek out the microphones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just little golf clubs. for the microphones to be gentle don't want to get into that yellow territory boys um yeah uh some other people who we need to thank we need to thank uh myself obviously i mean you guys were probably gonna do that but i'll just take care of that right now thank myself and we also need to thank uh my good friend arrow for helping uh edit this podcast and other stuff um thank you for to my dog sonia thank you to Cusco, and thank you to uh who else guys anyone else uh, we want to? all think? of you for watching oh yeah Ooh, there you. you go thank you to our dear listeners out there uh our listeners watchers however you consume this podcast uh maybe you've got like a vr headset maybe you listen to like a 3d sound version of it i don't know whatever you do Uh, maybe there's like a parrot in your house that listens to the podcast and then repeats it back to you. That'd be interesting. Um, But yeah, (laughs) I'm
2: at 29 minutes and 40 seconds. So it's been great. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you. Bye.